Hey dudes, it's the big game edition of the big game. We're talking Super Bowl. The Seattle Seahawks snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. And Tom Brady and his cheating New England Patriots managed to win their fourth Super Bowl championship. This week on the show, I'm talking to Mike Hoke. He can't manage to cure himself of a little affliction called the Cleveland Browns. Uh, So we'll get into that. Bill Belichick's exit from the city on the burning lake. Uh, the redundance of the kickoff, uh, all, all the action that happened during the Super Bowl that I'm sure you really want to hear about, uh, as well as a long, miserable campaign of commercials in Missy Elliott's fantastic Super Bowl halftime show. However, before we get to that conversation, I just want to give a shout-out to the DJ at the University of Phoenix Stadium. Sir... Your choice of the Verve's Bittersweet Symphony to play during the Seahawks' run onto the field? Superb. Keep it real, dude. Keep rocking those true stadium classics. Nothing fires up Marshawn Lynch like some mopey 90s pop rock. All right, let's go talk to Mike. Hey, Mike, thanks for coming on The Big Game. Hey, thanks for having me. You know, I realize this is the first time in five years we haven't watched the Super Bowl together, so I figured you'd be the perfect person to have on the podcast to talk about it. Yeah, I know. It was kind of a weird one this year, but uh, yeah, here we are anyway. Well, so I want to get right into what everyone's going to be talking about, what everyone is talking about right now, which is Jermaine Curse's catch to kind of almost by divine fate win the game for the Seahawks. Uh, followed up by the ineffable, ridiculous <laughs> call to pass on uh, <laughs> on second and one, uh, you know, second and goal line uh, from the Seahawks. Like, so, what was your take on the catch and the call? Yeah, well, the catch uh, that was sure something, wasn't it? I um, the first thing I thought, as probably everybody else did watches Super Bowls regularly was I can't believe the Patriots are going to lose to a ridiculous catch <laughs> again. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, it seems like they get more ridiculous every time it happens. And that one was by far the most ridiculous catch. Yeah, that seemed um, like, a, like a high school football play there, like Friday Night Lights action. Yeah, and you know, the the first time watching it, I, I thought he caught it, but you, you couldn't tell because of the camera angle exactly. But it seemed like he probably did. And then, you know, of course, they replayed a million times. And, uh, yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> was sure something. Yeah, I thought there was, there was going to be a good chance that, you know, he was, like, the ball hit the ground or, you know, he was, he was out of bounds or something. But yeah. it, was, it was one of those moments that was just incredible. And then followed up by something that was just so flabbergasting, so incomprehensible, uh, the decision to pass the ball uh, when you have – one of the best, if not the best, running back in football. Yeah. Uh, I consider myself um, something of a Marshawn Lynch expert, considering I had him on my fantasy team this year. Uh, and how, how'd that work out for you? <laughs> well, it worked out. I got to the, the championship and then lost because my team decided to not play anymore. But that's a whole different story. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know why. I think the... Um, I think that uh, Pete Carroll just got a little too clever for his own good. 
I think he thought he was going to catch them napping. Oh, because, of course, they're going to throw it to Marshawn Lynch. Or to Pat, uh, to give it to Marshawn Lynch. So why not throw it? Right. And, um, you know, well, I, I don't. I think the best way to kind of look at this play and look at this decision is to go back to the end of the first half when, you know, there are 39 seconds on the clock and the Seahawks, you know, have just given up a touchdown kind of, you know, uh, pun intended here, but not really. But, like, you know, the air has gone out of the game for the Seahawks. <laughs> and, you know, then they just, like, an incredible run and then a great pass. And then all of a sudden uh, the Seahawks are on was like, the five or the six-yard line with six seconds to go before the end of the first half. And everyone's yeah. like, take the points, get the field goal. And, you know, because, you know, you, six seconds, like, you, you may be able to get a pass off and an incompletion mm-hmm. will still give you enough time for a field goal, but you're really, really risking it. Right. And I think, you can, I think you can take both of those decisions and, and pretty much, like, come to the conclusion that, that's, that those are from the same mind. Like, the thing that gets you that touchdown at the end of the first half is the mm-hmm. thing that gets you the pass to lose the game. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I... I didn't really think about it that way. I'm a firm believer, though, that you play the way you play, you know, normally and not just because you're on the big stage try to do something differently. And I I think that they did something differently because they were on the big stage. Yeah. And I'm, it's surprising, you know. I mean, they, obviously the Seahawks have a great head coach. Um, they're, you know, back-to-back Super Bowls, which is hard to do. And, you know, they had a very, very good chance of winning this game. There were no favorites before the game started. Right. Um, I don't know if that's why or if they just thought they could run a trick play or, you know, or trick the Patriots in the last minute or, you know, divine intervention after that catch. We, they, they could do no wrong. Right. Um, but it does sort of – it is baffling that they didn't run it. I mean – even if you run it and he doesn't get in, you still throw it then. You run it again and then you throw it. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, you've got you've got three tries to jam the ball one yard. I mean, right. let's, let's not make this more difficult than it is, but that's I mean, that's the Seahawks, that's the way they play. You know, they yeah. like to go down and then come back. Uh, and if you can't hold on then then you know, you're going home. And you know, they we all watched Marshawn Lynch drag seventy five people up and down the field. At a time, I mean, I felt like fans were coming out of the stands and trying to bring him down. Yeah, I don't know uh, if he had a great stat line, but he he was getting yards every time they gave him the ball. It was not a bad game by any measure. Yeah, I mean, he's that's that's how he runs. You know, he just barrels through, and and if you can bring him down, great. And I, you know, that's the perfect person to have on a goal line run. And I don't really, I don't really understand the the, the reasoning. And I'm sure that. Uh, there's going to be that, that question is going to be asked for a long for a yeah, long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't think we're the ones to uh, solve the riddle. So so yeah. let's let's take a step back here because the Super Bowl, you know, is it's more than a football game. It's an it's a. I hate to say this, but it's a national pastime. Baseball is the true national pastime, but but it, <laughs> it is what it is. And and you know yeah. everyone. I don't know what the ratings were, but I'm sure a billion people watched the game last night. But right. let's take a step back. And see, let's talk about the deflated ball situation. Uh, Was this a real problem? uh, Or was this just kind of like media manufacturing something, blowing something out of proportion? Um, 
I don't know if you if you heard this, but there was a great Radiolab episode uh, last week about Pop Warner and his millions of trick plays and how <laughs> every time he invented a new like trick to the game, uh, like the Ivy Leagues would just pass a new rule outlawing it. And so I feel like Bill Belichick is probably just kind of in this territory where like, well, you know, if it's not directly written in the rule book, we're just going to do it anyway, and then you guys can write a rule about it later. I mean, what did, what did you think about uh, the def- deflated ball fiasco? Yeah, it, I, you know, when it comes to the Patriots, there's a lot of, there's a, a, a sort of a track record with these kind of things. Um, I don't, I don't care. I, I find that I don't care. You know, it's almost, you know, ESPN has sort of become the, the, the 24 hour, you know, Fox News, MSNBC of the sports world. And to me, they, try to make so much around something that already has enough hype that I mean I watched or I read an article about them covering Tom Brady's cold during a press conference uh, and whether or not you know a week out from the game Tom Brady's cold was gonna be a problem or not uh, I honestly don't I didn't care I I don't know the science behind it I assume that you know different people like different <laughs> balls but uh yeah, I don't. I think it was probably if it had been another team, I doubt it would have gotten covered as much. Yeah, I think um, you're exactly right. I mean, the Patriots, like when they came out, uh, so I think they're like maybe maybe when they ran out onto the field, ESPN or NBC, I guess, was uh, kind of like fiddling with the audio, so you couldn't quite hear the crowd all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm pretty sure they were getting roundly booed. And then as soon right. as the national anthem started and they put Bill Belichick on the screen, everyone just, like, started, like, raining down, uh, you know, booze from the stands. Yeah. And, and it was hysterical and kind of, I don't know, it wasn't offensive, but it's just, like, I, it, these these guys are so villainous, so reviled mm-hmm. in the NFL that I think it's just, like, you know, this is one of the most hated teams since, you know, LeBron joined the Heat or <laughs> maybe, like, since A-Rod did you know the last thing that a rod did for the yankees um or maybe even like going so far back as uh the bad boy detroit pistons i mean were you, were you rooting against the patriots actively or did you not really care um and and you know are they the villains that kind of they purported to be on tv as i get older i find myself less and less angry towards teams uh I noticed when I stopped hating the Yankees uh, <laughs> that I might <laughs> that I might be mellowing out in my old age. Yeah, I can't believe you just said that. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of disappointed too. I don't like the Yankees. Let's let's not get too far off track. I don't <laughs> want to say I like the Yankees, but I just can't like get myself riled up. I don't know. Maybe it was all the like dead kids and dad ads that were running during the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was it was uh, kind of a downer when to, <laughs> to mellow me out, but. Um, I I wasn't actively rooting against the Patriots. I thought it would be cool to see the uh, Seahawks repeat, you know, back to back. And I like I like uh, Russell Wilson, and I like the Seahawks. And obviously, having coached Marshawn Lynch all year, uh, <laughs> I was rooting for him. But yeah, they are villains. I as you know, as a Browns fan, I have no love for Bill Belichick, who was the worst coach uh, until he left. Uh, and again, the Browns were the worst team until well, I, they left. No, let's 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 get into that. I mean, what is it like to be a Browns fan and see Bill Belichick raise four Super Bowl <laughs> trophies after he leaves your team? 
It's the same thing as watching your team go to Baltimore and then win the Super Bowl and then watching your inept <laughs> your inept uh, replacement team come in and have, what, 700? I don't know. Is it yeah. 700 quarterbacks by now? Oof. Yeah, it's, uh, it's annoying. I, the joke at the time was, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, that once it was announced that the Browns would be replaced by an expansion team, that they would keep the name and everything else... The joke was, well, this is the easiest way we could have had to get rid of Art Modell and uh, Bill Belichick at the same time. <laughs> so, and then Art Modell's team wins the Super Bowl, and Bill Belichick obviously yeah, uh, well, the, cuts his sleeves off his hoodie and becomes Superman. I don't know. The Ravens win two Super Bowls. I mean, you've like Cleveland has missed out on uh, quite a bit of trophies that they could have had <laughs> from like 1997 on. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, that's now that that's I'm thinking the about Cleveland it. Cleveland sports uh, joke, I guess. The, you've got the Indians blowing it in the World Series. Yeah. Uh, the Browns leaving and then winning. Belichick yeah. winning. LeBron yeah. almost winning and leaving and then winning three titles and coming back. And so we'll see. Maybe this is maybe this is finally your year, Mike. I mean, you know, it was, it's hard, especially when you have such revered quarterbacks as the Browns have had over the last 14 years. <laughs> you know, Tim Couch and. And, uh, you know, I don't even know. <laughs> if, yeah, if you were to quiz me right now, to remember. I don't think I could do it. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's something. But, again, I call it me getting old, but I just uh, I don't hate them as much as I used to. Yeah, you know what, Mike? You're old, and so is Tom Brady. So Tom Brady is old. So yeah. what do you think? Tom Brady's 37. Is this, is this the end of the Patriots dynasty, or uh, is there another Super Bowl? I think they could do it, man. I think he, he's going to keep going, right? He said he's not going to retire. I don't think he has any plans to. He seems fine. He's not, you know, he doesn't seem like he has the sort of aches and pains you expect. I'm sure he hurts, but it doesn't show. Um, I wouldn't say he looked spectacular during the Super Bowl, and, you know, we can get into the whole MVP thing, but I think they could do it. I mean, you know, they have... They have a good coach. They have guys on they the team. They know how to cheat. They know how to cheat, and they'll figure out new ways to do that. I don't know. Maybe they'll uh, figure out a way to to give Brady some sort of supplement without it being illegal. <laughs> yeah, well, but, I mean, and with the way they played that game, they were just like dink-dunk passing the ball all over the field. Yeah. And, you know, even though they're going against the NFL's best defense, when you throw it, you know, three, four yards – every time and you're just getting completion after completion and you have a quarterback that's competent enough to do that whether or not the ball is inflated uh properly they're gonna score touchdowns and they're gonna win the game just like they did so you know i think as long as tom brady's arms are still attached to his body he'll be fine and as long as bill belichick is coaching they're gonna figure out some way to kind of keep getting the ball down the field it doesn't matter who the receivers are i mean they had randy moss for a while but they had old randy moss you know uh julian edelman i think was uh, an undrafted free agent or you know came out of kent state you know an ohio guy with like no real uh you know uh, blue chip background as, as a prospect so like Basically, they've figured out like they're the San Antonio Spurs of the NFL is just <laughs> my my way of thinking about it. And I guess you know as long as Tom Brady's going, they've got a chance next season. 
Yeah, I don't. I I think you're right. They could sort of revolve in in and out anybody they want, and as long as it's Belichick and uh, and Brady, I think they'll they'll continue to do well. I mean, they've had off years, but they they don't stay down. And uh, yeah, I, I I don't think they I don't think they'll repeat back to back necessarily, but I could see them at least getting to the Super Bowl again uh, before Tom Brady leaves. Yeah, and I think was it. Um... I think John Elway was 40 when he won his last Broncos championship, right? Yeah, he was He was up there. I mean, I don't remember how old he was, but yeah, Tom Brady's pushing 40. Yeah, so he's he's got another couple of years. He's got another few years, well, yeah. So, so what about the Seahawks? I mean, you know, you're, you're coming off a devastating loss that should have <laughs> been a win, uh, that should have been back-to-back Super Bowl titles, it should have been a new dynasty in creation. Uh, can they rebound from this, or like psychologically, will they be so scarred from <laughs> monumentally uh, screwing up the last play of the game? I don't think they'll be scarred. I mean, I think you know it was a bad call, but other than that, I mean, you know, their 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 defense was playing with you know maybe an arm and a leg that worked between the three of their their main characters. I think everybody was injured, right? So the fact that they sort of held their own in in that condition, uh, I think they'll be fine. I, I you know, it, like I said, it's tough to go back to back and win back to back. I think the Patriots were the last ones to do it. Um, yeah, and that was probably ten years ago. You look at the Seahawks division, and it's like, who's gonna who? What are the Rams gonna suddenly be the best team in football? The 49ers were mediocre this year. The Cardinals were almost there, but I don't know. I I think the Seahawks have a good chance of of keeping it going. Yeah, and I mean, I think you know, right. Russell Wilson is is great, and yeah, they've got yeah, they're they're youthful enough that they've they've got enough time to figure out. And hopefully, you know, next season, if it comes down to a uh, second goal, they run the ball, and then they'll live. Uh, they'll learn from their mistakes. So, all right, so. One of the things that was kind of—it's you know—it's been a while since I've watched a, a lot of the NFL, uh, but is this the first or the second year that the kickoffs have moved up? Uh, this from, is from the, the second or third year, actually. Really? Well, I mean, I'm watching this yeah, game, it's been and a I'm, couple years, and I'm and I'm like remembering all of these great, you know, Super Bowl uh, special teams touchdowns. And, you know, everything ends in, in a touchback. And, you know, I don't have any problem with it. Like, you know, I'm a firm supporter of, you know, protecting the athletes and protecting their brains. So if the kickoffs yeah. are this problem, you know, let's definitely, you know, eliminate them. Or, or, or actually, I guess that's my point is, like, maybe we should just eliminate them and the team starts the ball on the 20-yard line because I feel like we wasted an awful lot of damn time uh, watching them kick the ball into the end zone. Yeah, I, um, it is annoying um, and the funny thing is, I, there's a much more, I feel, I mean, this is completely going out of anecdotal evidence, but it feels like there's a much higher prevalence of uh, people running the ball out of the end zone now right. um, since they moved it. And I, because the guys want to run it, you know, and they, they kick it into the end zone pretty much every time. And I, and I feel like people are running it out of the end zone a lot more often, which is annoying because they almost never get the yardage. Um, yeah. I was watching a game with my cousin uh, over the the holidays, and his he has 
a great uh, a great sort of <laughs> punishment for that. He he thinks that anybody who runs it back out of the end zone when it would have been a touchback should have the difference between the twenty yard line and where they get to affect their stat line negatively. <laughs> so if you get to the fifteen yard, it counts as a minus five yard run. Yeah, I like um, that. Just to stop them from doing it, because it's like you know, stop, stop running it out. You're not, you're not going to get to the twenty. You almost never do. Yeah, I think. I mean, I really just think the NFL should just eliminate the kickoff. Uh, yeah, we, you know, should still have punters, should still have field goal kickers, but we don't need this kind of farce of uh, right. potential right. special teams runbacks that, that do not exist uh, in the NFL anymore. Uh, yeah. I thought I'd heard a rumor that they might do, like, a safety punt instead of the kickoff, but that was a while ago, and I don't know if that was just somebody saying that would be a better alternative or, you know. I, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really serve a purpose other than, you know, the opening kickoff. It'd be like eliminating the first pitch of the base, <laughs> I guess, but... Yeah, well, you know what? I think that's <laughs> fine. I think they could do that. Because, uh, yeah. I mean, whatever their logic is, it doesn't make sense anyway, because it's not... Like the kickoffs are like more dangerous than the linemen getting hit in the head over and over and over again every yeah, single play. It. So right. let's. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. Um, which which leads me to kind of like the last big question: uh, the NFL has had a horrible, no good, very bad year, uh, and then it ends in fisticuffs on the field. <laughs> Uh, yet it's still the most popular sport in America, uh, and I'm sure the ratings will bear that out. Where do you see the NFL next season? Is it just going to be the same as it ever was? Uh, will we start to see real reform on concussion safety and domestic violence issues? Or will Roger Goodell just do more lip service uh, whenever the next media crisis arises? What do you think? Well, you know, first of all, it's the fisticuffs thing was funny. Uh, it was a true, it felt like a true East Coast, West Coast rivalry <laughs> thing, especially on the eve of uh, Suge Knight being uh, arrested for running somebody yeah, over. Yeah, it's 1994 all over again. <laughs> well, that's what it felt like at the half, so not to get too far off topic, but it, it felt like Katy Perry host the 90s when they did the, the halftime show. And Lenny Kravitz showed up and played like three notes and then Missy Misdemeanor Elliott shows up and plays a song that hasn't been popular since I was Three in, notes uh, of a song school. that he wasn't even a part of. That's what I didn't get. And I loved Missy Elliott. I loved that that came. I think what they oh, were yeah, trying no, to do is Katy Perry appealed to you know her 64 million fans that tuned in to watch the Super Bowl. Uh, and then they got some of us uh, who are just a little bit older with uh, Missy Elliott throwback. Yeah, I was hoping she'd put the garbage bag on, honestly. I was <laughs> yeah, a little too. disappointed. Me too. Um, yeah, also I thought it was very funny that Lenny Kravitz came out and uh, played guitar on a song about kissing a girl, but from like a lesbian. Yeah, it did it. I'm not going to gonna, gonna try, I'm not gonna try to find the sense in the Super Bowl <laughs> halftime. But anyway, it was back, what to it your, was. Original, back to your original question. Uh, you know, I think when the ratings come out, and it's probably going to... I think the preliminary ratings said that it was the most watched, of course. Every year, it's pretty much the most yeah, watched. More people get cable every year. More people get cable. More people watch it, whatever. I think... Uh, I don't think that it's going to change. I think, uh, you know, they might keep doing some of these token sort of efforts in the near future. I think, you know, I think they'll make an honest effort to try to curb the, the concussions they have already. Uh, for better or for worse, 
I mean, it's a full contact sport, so there's only so much you can do without making it flag football. Um, I mean, would that be such a bad thing in your opinion? I mean, if if this if the game totally evolved into something else, um, yeah. that was it still resembled football as I mean, we you know we don't watch football from the 1950s anymore. That's no. that's not the game we watch on TV now. So I really I don't see why anyone would have any problem with the game evolving in a more yeah. in a way that led to you know absolute safety for the players, which I'm sure they can figure out. They just don't want to right now. Yeah, I think it'll change, but I think that it's it's interesting with sports because I think they change so incrementally because they don't want to alienate their fan base because there are a lot of purists, and this happens in baseball especially, but in, it happens in football, where people get upset when there's a big enough change uh, and they say, this isn't the football I want to watch. So I don't think you can do it all at once, but I think you'll see a slow sort of changing uh, of the rules to make it safer, and, and that should be the case. I mean, I'm hoping that we're at a point in in society where people can say, "Yes, it's a sport," and no, I don't need to see people get paralyzed or you know die or in 20 years after they finish playing the game because yeah. they got hit in the head so many times. Well, Tom Brady is probably 10 years away from dementia, so maybe we'll check back in. Then. Well, yeah, I, yeah, but Troy Aikman seems to be doing all right with his commentary, and he had seven concussions or something like that but yeah no it's i I think they have to do something i'm you know i think technology will catch up as well and they'll figure out ways to make better helmets and things to sort of meet halfway do you remember the concussion proof baseball helmets that they had a few seasons ago i don't know if if players for the pitchers right well uh maybe it's for the pitchers but i remember david wright putting one on after he came back from a concussion yeah uh and it just made his head look so small yeah. and tiny. It was so ridiculous. They um, they it, made those for pitchers, and the pitchers refused. <laughs> Nobody yeah. will wear them because they were trying to eliminate the comebackers. Although they could still hit you in the face, I'm not really sure what good that actually does. Yeah, they're they're ridiculous. I mean, I know they've been working on helmet technology and things, but I don't, you know, I don't know how much you can really do when. A 350-pound guy is slamming his head into yours. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's kind of the the basis of the game. Yeah, I think it'll change. You know, as play as younger players come up in sort of the new world of football, I think you'll see less sort of ridiculous penalties of you know hitting too high or hitting too low. I think they'll get used to it, and that won't be a problem. It's it's the guys who have sort of had to change their style of play. I mean, look what happened to Palomalu after they changed it. He yeah. sort of came completely inept. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if the Steelers can uh, rebound. All right, last question, Mike. Yes. What was your favorite Super Bowl advertisement? <laughs> I'll tell you what my favorite one was, but it's for a, for a reason that's not expected. I enjoyed the really stupid Budweiser taking a shot at uh, craft beer. No, 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 no. And I'll tell you why. No, I'll tell you why. Because it shows you just how completely out of touch Budweiser is with their own company. Uh, so what I what I liked the most about it is that they mock... Um, they mock craft beers by saying something about a pumpkin peach beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Budweiser just bought a company uh, <laughs> called Elysium that makes a pumpkin peach oh, beer. Oh, boy. 
And uh, yeah, this, the guy who I guess sold the company was none too pleased <laughs> about that being their their sort of go to flavor. He's like, you know, we make that beer, and you just bought us. Uh, I don't know. I I thought that one was funny just because they made a commercial. They spent nine million dollars to make a commercial saying they're not threatened. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like they definitely are. Yeah, I'd say they're a little threatened. Uh, um, I'd, I'd say my my favorite one. Uh, was Jeff Bridges' throat singing <laughs> sleep website for Squarespace? It was yeah. stupid and dumb, and had everyone scratching their heads that didn't understand what Squarespace was. I'm not saying it was a good right. ad, right. but I'm saying I liked that right. one probably more than any other one. I do have to say that I was—I don't know if impressed is the right word. I'm sure that it says something about where we are today uh, as a country that so many of the commercials were touching. I felt like there were a lot less, you know, sort of stupid humor, although I'm a huge fan of stupid humor. But I felt like there were just so many commercials that were touching. Uh, It was very weird. And I'm sure it speaks to the changing demographic of football or or something but yeah it was it was definitely not the super bowl ads of the past with you yeah. know, busty ladies and you know guys partying and like even the beer commercials you know one was definitely a, a heartstring yeah with, with the dog and the wolf right. pack, which i thought was just i mean it fine it worked but i wasn't for me uh and then the craft beer ad, which was just an attack ad. I mean, it was like a political attack <laughs> yeah, ad, a political ad on yeah. basically everyone that's not buying your beer. Uh, which, which is uh, a lot of people now. Yeah. So, yeah, but you're totally right. I mean, it was, it was very uh, very sentimental uh, advertising yeah. season for the Super Bowls. Odd. Also, I couldn't, this is a completely off topic, but I couldn't help but watch the Super Bowl, and every time they showed XLIX, it looked like some weird sci-fi, like, movie title <laughs> that, you know, only the fanboys would know how to pronounce, but yeah. I couldn't help but uh, see that every time. Yeah, and Katy Perry I, got a tattooed on, on her finger after the game. Apparently. Well, next next year will be Super Bowl L, right? That's how these things work. I assume so. I don't know unless they're gonna jazz it up by putting. I mean, I, I hope they don't. I hope they don't do fifty. I hope they don't like new, like numerically, uh, you know, five zero. I, I hope they keep it Roman. Keep it Roman NFL. They yeah, they have to right. I mean, it's the gladiatorial Super Bowl L. Men beating other men to death. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They gotta. They have to keep the. They have to make it the L. Or um, maybe they'll just put a bunch of X's because it looks cooler. I don't know. Yeah, five X's. It's Super Bowl <laughs> X, 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 X. <laughs> All right. On that note, Mike, thanks for coming on The Big Game. Hey, thanks for having me. Good to chat. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the show. Stay tuned next week for more The Big Game. See you then.